0: Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, where we explore self-kindness. What is self-kindness? It's not just fluff, it's substance. It's not just a nicety, it's a life-altering practice. We explore how getting a foundation of self-kindness right inside allows you to live as your very best version of you in the world. I'm Pete Sibley, the Self-Kindness Coach, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley and I am so excited that you are here. How are you doing, my friend? Boy, it feels like summertime, even on the central coast in California today. It's feeling like it's a warm summer day out there. I hope you're doing great wherever this podcast finds you. And if you're not doing so great, you know, this is the right place. This is the place for coming in and hearing some thoughts, letting your mind marinate in ideas that are here to support you, that are here to bring grace in that mental chatter in your life, here to, you know, be a connection between that incredible internal kindness and wisdom that you are and the mind that filters that and you know this is the place where we explore how to make that a fluid connection between heart and mind and then what's that larger thing for you what's the word that you use the unknown the soul spirit god connecting all of it um, I recently posted on my self-kindness with Pete, um, you know, on Instagram about I, I've, I'm seeing them like this is really just a, a quiet obsession with what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to have uh, you know a beautiful, impactful, meaningful human experience? And for me. The title is Self-Kindness. That's how we do it. So I am so excited because last night we had the first meeting of our Kindness Crew. And the Kindness Crew are all of my one-on-one coaching clients coming together uh, for, you know, kind of like a Zoom potluck, if you will. Like, we come together and we, last night, we were sharing winds of places where self-kindness was showing up in our lives, and then we were noticing how that looks different with our self-kindness practice versus how we would have met it in the past. And, you know, one person was talking about how they were parenting and how they find there's so much more room to actually meet the child that's in front of them because they've done their self-kindness practice where before it was, you know, a lot more yelling and a lot more, um, you know, just frustration with their child. Another person was talking about work and how they were bringing their self-kindness practice and how it was showing up at work and how it was making them, they believe, a better... Uh, you know, team member, team leader, and, uh, you know, another person was talking about a challenging conversation they had with their sibling and how having a self-kindness practice, having, doing this work that we've been doing together, how that helped with that conversation with the sibling where before there would have been so much more guilt and shame and blame and... Uh, It's amazing to hear these courageous people share. So do you want to be part of a group like that? Part of a group that is just, you know, I believe at the forefront of treating ourselves with a level and a degree of inner kindness that affects everything in your life. It's a feeling of freedom, I believe, how do we live our lives when we are free to come from that place, that heart, mind, spirit, soul connection? That's what self-kindness work is, my friend. That's what we do in the one-on-one coaching. So not only do you get, uh, you know, one-on-one coaching where we're working specifically on your life and working to grow and expand who you are in the world, from the small to the very big, but also now there's a community that we tap into as well and lots of resources. So, you know, you can always find that in the show notes. You can always catch me on social, DM me at self-kindness with Pete, And do it. Do it. This is the time, you know. Summertime is is a moment for doing this work. There are spaces in our lives where we can invite this and there's always room. And that's what we're going to talk about today is that sense of overwhelm. And if you don't think that there's space in your life, then this is the episode for you. So the biggest challenge with overwhelm is when we're trying to meet it, we are bringing But, you know, it's, it's like we are adding fuel to the fire. Overwhelm shows up when we have a mind. Our mind is just seeing that our schedule or our calendar or our lives are just so full there isn't any more room. And yet what we see around us is like showing and indicating that there's more coming. So we feel like there's no more room. Life seems to be showing us that there's more coming. And so we feel overwhelmed. We feel like, oh my gosh, I can't take another you know, thought about this. I can't put another thing on my calendar. I can't handle another problem situation. I can't, you know, it, it's like, can you hear it in my voice? Like, I can't, I can't. So even our language, when we're talking about overwhelm, shows and indicates it's a pointer to how, where we believe the problem is and how we go about solving it. So I want to explore and maybe give another option to look at and help us to shift overwhelm in our lives. So the language is like this. You know what? And I get this a lot when people are talking to me about self-kindness. Like they know they want to bring it into their lives. They can understand how that being kind to themselves and having this tool to look at thoughts and be present in the moment. Like that's all good. But can you even hear it in my voice? Like there's going to be a but... You know what, Pete? I just can't add another thing to my plate right now. That's our language for it. We can't add one more thing to our plate. So, you know, there's no room. I can't fit it in. Overwhelm. So, I want you to picture your thing that is causing overwhelm. Is it your calendar? Is it your schedule? Is it just your life in general? Or maybe it's your mind. But picture it as a dinner plate. And now you're moving along the buffet line. And there's all of these items in front of you that you can choose from. But instead of you being able to choose, it's like life, according to us, are the servers who are just, they've got these, you know, big spoons or they've got these tongs and they're just piling stuff on the plate as you're moving down. And, you know, you haven't even gone a third of the way down the buffet line and your plate is already full. And so even if you are moving down the line and you see something that you really, really want on your plate, like, like are those cream puffs? or, you know, whatever it is, there's no room. So even if it's something that you want, you you just don't have room. And another working analogy for this is, um, you know, maybe like there are things earlier in a line that you put on the plate because you think they should be on there. So this is like you've piled up with, I don't know, boiled broccoli or like, you know, these things that that you've been told over your lifetime you should have on your plate. And so by the time you get to the stuff that you want on your plate, there's no more room. You feel overwhelmed and, and like literally we feel nauseous by how much is on our quote unquote proverbial plate. So our minds from that place go to work to solve for a full plate. They go to work trying to figure out how can you scrape stuff off? How can you be adamant about not adding more on? And it doesn't get to the truth is that our lives, our minds, they are not plates, my friend. They are not a limited um you know, place that we're sticking things. It it's like we're solving a two dimensional problem or a three dimensional problem using a two dimensional, um, you know, way of doing it. <clears throat> I think I said that right. So, how can we go about solving for overwhelm? How can we go about meeting this thing, overwhelm, and you know, I'm going to just do a spoiler alert right here, friends. The answer is to not ever feel overwhelmed. The answer is to not ever be put yourself in a place where overwhelm might happen again. That's the old way. That is the way that we've been trying to make it work over and over and over again in, my, in our lives. And guess what? overwhelm shows up. So rather than solving for trying to not feel overwhelmed, I'm going to get a little radical here and invite you to solve for the capacity to handle overwhelm. The capacity and ability to understand overwhelm. The capacity and growing the understanding that not only can you handle overwhelm, but you are so much more than overwhelm. The biggest challenge, like I said before, with overwhelm, though, is in the moment, we are just, we're programmed to want to get out of it. To want to lessen it. And so the last thing that you want to do is to go into it, to explore it, to understand it. And yet, this is what self-kindness does. This is what, you know, an inner kindness quote-unquote training is for. This is the benefit of it. When something shows up and you want to move the complete opposite way, the inner kindness kicks in, like your training would kick in, you know, if you're an athlete or in any situation where training will, uh, you know, benefit your ability to meet and respond in that moment. And inner kindness shows up and assesses what is going on. And so when you feel overwhelmed, it's coming from, we can understand that it's coming from this idea that we are limited in our abilities, we are limited in our time, we are limited in our space. And so we need to therefore stop anything else being put on the plate. Our brain does this because it's trying to protect you from that feeling. And what the feeling is, is where we begin to go in to understand the up-level inner kindness question in these moments sound like this. What am I afraid to feel or experience right now? What am I thinking right now? What do I not want to look at in my life in this moment right now? Those questions show up to meet when we're feeling overwhelmed. Another one is like, what is it about overwhelm that I don't want to feel? What am I trying to keep at bay? So, this is where it's radical, my friend. The old way is to learn how to manipulate how we're feeling, to learn how to, you know, mitigate and lessen the amount of quote unquote negative feelings to maximize good feelings. And yet being human is more, well, I'm going to say living that authentic, deep, high-integrity human life is about understanding that we're here to wake up. We're here to grow our capacities. You know, we are We are only able to express a capacity of compassion and unconditional love to the degree that we're able to feel the feels, my friend. So, Overwhelm is here to be a capacity grower. So we go in and we ask, what are we, what's the fear here? What are we trying to keep at bay? Is it, you know, we're afraid of being out of control? And what are the associated feelings there? What are the thoughts that follow up being out of control? Is it that we're afraid of being taken over by this? Another feeling of losing control? Is it the fear of failure? And then the feelings that come up with failing? And then what we make that failure mean about us? How we interpret that? How we believe other people see us? What are other people thinking about us? Or the fear that we can't handle it? We literally believe I have lived out of the space in the past where I literally believe, like, you know, I was just going to explode or implode if any more thoughts or if anything else was put on my plate. So then we notice from those thoughts and feelings and fears and all of that, how do you live your life? Now we start to understand that in that space, we are actually, we actually have created overwhelm inside of us. That's how it happens, my friends. From that space, we feel tight in our body. We feel anxious. We feel it in our shoulders. We're overthinking. Uh, You know, our mind is just running and running and running and spinning finding all the evidence, showing us more images and pictures. We become rigid in our lives in an effort to maintain and remain in control. You know, we treat others as they're either with us or they're against us. They're either helping us or they're not. Uh, And we feel like we need to disconnect. We need to shut ourselves down, close off. And we're not available Or anything else, for new information, certainly not. And we feel like we need to protect ourselves. And then, who are we? This is part of that space of inner kindness that invites this question. Who are you doing the same thing in your life, but without labeling it? ...or calling it overwhelmed. Who are you without thinking that you are overwhelmed? Same situation. I mean, you can still have a huge deadline coming up at work. But who would you be in the moment... ...on a Wednesday midday moment... ...sitting at your computer... ...with a huge deadline but now without the thought of overwhelm without those fears without those supporting thoughts that you're overwhelmed more relaxed more focused on maybe your inner why you are doing what you're doing in your life and noticing, you know, what you're doing in your life, maybe again, if you're at work and you have a huge deadline, without the thought that you're overwhelmed and just sit in the feeling and experiencing of it, you can connect back to why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Maybe you're really passionate about what the headline represents, the work that you're doing. Or maybe you have a financial goal that you really want to hit and this is how you're going to do it. You know, you get back in touch with you. Without the thought that you can't handle it, that you're going to lose control, that you're overwhelmed, you're more flexible. You can be more fluid. And that can really be helpful, especially when there's a big deadline looming and finally the feeling in your body it becomes a much different has a much different quality you know we can be nervous and it's a good thing we can be excited and filled with energy but if we're believing that we're overwhelmed like we're afraid of those feelings we don't want to feel them I remember when I was performing a lot with my wife and touring around the country as a musician, that feeling of the nervousness, the anxiousness, the butterflies in the stomach, you know, there were times where it was so big I felt like I literally wanted to, you know, walk off the wings of the stage and just hide. But the other part of me knew that that was it. You got to walk out. You got to, you know, step into the light and start the show. And as you do that, you witness that energy trans, you know, it transmutes into something that can, um, you know, can go beyond just you in, in those concerts, it would definitely go beyond me and my wife and the audience to create something that was totally unique, and um, I believe that even in an experience like overwhelm, we have that opportunity. That is where I believe this self-kindness practice is taking us as human beings, and asking that question: What does it mean? to live an enriched, authentic, uh, high-integrity life. It's living into that space. And overwhelm is not separate from it. It is part of it. After we have spent time in sitting in that space of overwhelm and understanding it, and notice... If you were super busy right now with a huge looming deadline just a few weeks away, this you 15-20 know, minutes that we spent, has that ruined your opportunity to meet the deadline? <clears throat> Is this something that you really can't add to your plate right now? 15 minutes of creating space in your body, in your mind is not, you know, important enough that you can't make space on your plate. My friends, you know, this is why I I send out the love and the hugs to the minds that are not willing to create some space for this conversation. I've been in that mind I have lived in that mind and it's it's not a comfortable place to live so I send out love to my friends who are feeling overwhelmed and feel like they can't add anything to their plate and of course they're not going to be able to listen to this because they see uh, their inner work their self-work as an extra as a luxury as something that needs to happen you know often I hear from people, they say, Pete, you know, this is amazing. I can't add anything else to my plate. So let's check back in in the fall. And, you know, I know in my heart of hearts that that is their path. But oh my gosh, that is one of the hardest things for me as a self-kindness coach, as somebody who's done this work and seen how it works. That is the hardest part for me is to love them enough to let them go and let them have their journey. Even though I could yell to them blue in the face and say, this is the moment when you are feeling like you cannot fit anything else on your plate. Self-kindness has to be what you focus on. You know there's a saying in the meditation world like that says something like if you think you don't have time to meditate for a half hour then you need to meditate for an hour. You need to double it. When you think you can't do it, you need to double it because the mind is in its fight or flight mode. And as human beings, we can't live beyond that. We can be intentional with our minds, and we learn how to do that with this practice, with this simple training, meeting what shows up in our lives right here, right now. So to continue on with, I can't add anything else to my plate right now, we start to look at how different thoughts around that initial thought could be just as true. And we find real deal examples. And this is how we retrain our brain. So if you are feeling overwhelmed right now, if you have now walked yourself through some of that exercise like I just did with you, noticing how you react with it, who would you be without it? Now you're ready to give your brain some new territory to explore. And again you know, just one half hour in your day while you're driving, while you're going on a walk with the dog, now you can start to find the opposite of, I can't add anything else to my plate right now. You look and you intentionally find ways that you can add anything to your plate right now. One way where you might be able to notice that you can add anything to your plate right now is, you know, it may be a little bit of the uh, extreme example, but if something came up with a loved one in your life and it was a life or death situation, you would find a way to add that to your life. So that's just one example. Another place is I can add anything to my plate right now. Yeah, let me take a look. I can add something into my life right now. Maybe it's something that's going to give me a little bit of space. Maybe it's something that's going to give me a little bit of peace, a little bit of calm. Yeah, I want to add that into my life right now, especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed. The other truth in that is we are adults. We have the ability to rearrange what is on that proverbial plate. We are powerful human beings, my friends. That is what overwhelm is here to show you. That's what overwhelm is here to remind you. It's a wake-up. It's a little bell saying, hey... Hey, you know what? You're actually moving out of what's true for you. You're moving to a place where you believe that you are a person that has too much and you can't handle it. Now, some of us have lived there so often and so long in our lives that we actually have made this part of our identity. And that's another part of self-kindness work, is reconnecting back to our inner truth, that we are the beautiful human being that is beyond that story of, I'm the person who, and backing it up. Another way that we can look at this particular, I can't add anything else to my plate right now is, I can't add anything else to my thinking right now. And I would say that one is usually what is happening when we believe we can't add anything to our plate. Our thinking is so jam-packed. And we don't have the tools in that moment to know how to unpack. And even if we have the tools, a lot of times we can still go the road, down the road, all the way to feeling overwhelmed. And then we say, oh, yeah, that's right. I do have the tools to unpack this. So then we find examples of where we can't add anything else to our thinking right now. So it puts us back into finding how to unpack those thoughts. For me, it's questioning them. That also shows me that in that moment, the thoughts are running my show. And folks, we are not our thoughts we are not our thoughts except when we believe we are. And that's a podcast for another day. You can actively address feeling overwhelmed by intentionally going in and feeling overwhelmed. And that movement towards it actually is what creates the space. Not changing the calendar Not by putting up barriers, not by convincing yourself you can't handle it and then living out of that, but by being radical and saying, I'm willing to, I'm willing to actually experience overwhelm, even if it's for just 15 minutes and watch what happens in your life. And if you want help to do that, my kindness crew people, (laughs) you can continue to find other podcasts out there um, that I've put out, and those always have other ways to drop into thoughts. But my one-on-one coaching is the best way that I know how to address this and really develop an inner kindness practice unlike anything you have ever experienced. I mean, if you're listening to this, I know you've done your work. And the self kindness practice is the how. This is the how to put into practice all of those things that you have taken in and absorbed. This is the way to live it. So I love you. I'm so glad you spent the time today. Go in, be courageous, be brave, and experience those things that the rest of the world is like, uh, how do you do that? Also, my friends, if you enjoy the show, go down and would you rate the show so other people can find self-kindness uh, in their lives? Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Until then, be kind. Hello, my friend, are you ready to transform your life from the inside out? No more talking about it, no more setting it on the back burner, no more like, hey, I'm going to read one more book and figure this out. It's like now, today, self-kindness, it begins with you saying yes. You making the decision that you being kind, you learning the true, authentic, way to love yourself is going to rapidly change your life is going to be of greatest service out there in the world i would love to have a conversation with you no obligations just talking about you and your self-kindness practice what that could mean in your life so go to the show notes click the links to set up a consultation dm me let's talk let's do this you are so worthy of your self-kindness.